0: kind of what you're doing here is like you're positioning your, your position as the Instagram expert, like anything, Instagram stories, I know I come to you. Um, I'm positioned as a podcast guy. So another piece of this is like, your positioning is like you've got to be known for something because if, if you're not known for something, they won't know you for anything really, and truly. So don't try to be a jack of all trades, really like knit yourself down into one, one space. And then you can kind of branch out from there when it comes to just building a name.
1: Hey, social strategy slayers. Welcome back to today's extra special bonus episode. So if you guys were following me last year, you might have known that I threw an online event called the Online Influence Builder event. And I wanted to release two episodes of that event to you this week as a bonus episode and next week as a bonus episode, because we actually have our next event, virtual event coming up here on June 1st called the seven figure fitness business where we're gonna be talking all about how your fitness business can thrive in a world where at home equipment, online apps and big box gyms are becoming more and more competitive with the local gym. So we've been wanting to put something out there like that for you guys so that you can learn from some top industry leaders. And we have some amazing people on board already But to get you ready for that, I know we don't normally put interviews out. I wanted you to hear a couple episodes from last time we did a show so that you can kind of get a vibe of what it's gonna be like and also have some value that we will add to you here. So Luis Diaz is the guest I wanted to share with you today. This interview was actually filmed a year ago, but it's still 100% relevant to this day. And since this interview, I hired Lewis and his team to help my team and I start this podcast. Everything on this podcast um, from the cover art to the, the way I structure the podcast, to the name, to how I do my intro and outros have all been taught to me by Lewis. And Lewis had a hand in helping me create all of this and bring it to life and really helped me put something special together. And it made the whole process so much easier Luis Diaz is also one of my personal best friends in the whole wide world. He is amazing. He's, we always say we're biz besties. Um, He's like an accountability buddy. We've worked together on several projects. He has a podcast agency. So him and I met actually through a client that we were both working on at the time. That is a big name person in the fitness space. And then I referred him to all my other clients and I have sent countless people to him. And we just love to send people back and forth because If you resonate with me you'll resonate with him he's also just one of the most genuine down earth people you'll ever meet and um he owns a company called podcast domination he's a podcast strategist his company will help you learn how to actually launch your podcast and monetize it there's a million podcasts out there and not every podcast needs to be the next biggest podcast ever he helped me really figure out how to make mine valuable it's just really great. It's a great interview. Um, he's gonna go over with you guys, really like building influence, using your podcast to build influence. Um, we go over, should you're, you know should you be doing guest interviews? Should you not? Like, There's a lot of things that we touch on that I think will be really valuable to you if you get a lot from me. If you even, if you have a podcast now or you're interested in ever starting a podcast, he is definitely the guy for you. I've in, this is a little longer than normal, but I think you'll really enjoy it. And stay tuned till the end, and I will tell you how you can get in touch with Lewis. Hey, guys. Welcome to day two of the Online Influence Builder. And today, I have Lewis Diaz, who I am so excited to share with you guys. If you watched yesterday's interview, he interviewed me. And so today, I'm just going to flip the script and interview him, let you guys learn about podcasting. Lewis and I met through another speaker who's on this uh, panel, Steve Weatherford. And we met because we were both working as Steve with one of our clients. So Steve was our client, right? So I met Lewis because we were launching Steve's podcast and I was blown away by how professional Lewis was, but still fun and down to earth by his strategies and what they were able to do for Steve's podcast and just really the way he showed up. And I ended up referring him to all of my other agency clients who have launched podcasts have now hired Lewis because he's just he's just amazing. He crushes it. He knows his stuff, his business. If you want to learn how to actually launch a podcast, he is the guy. Uh, he's helped me up-level my messaging in general. He continues to help me. He's like, we have our own little mastermind, which is great. Um, and I'm just really excited for you to hear from him and to learn from him today. So take a listen. Hey guys! So excited to have Lewis Diaz here with us today. What's up, Lewis?
0: <laughs> What's going on, Jess? Good to talk to you again. How's everything on your end?
1: Everything is good. I'm really pumped to have everybody hear from you. Um, Lewis and I work together a lot. We actually met through Steve Weatherford, who is a mutual client of ours who is also an expert in this. You guys will hear from later in the series. So that's great. And working with Lewis is awesome. And he's the expert when it comes to all things podcasting, podcast, guesting, getting clients through podcasting. So I wanted to chat with you today.
0: Awesome. Awesome. All sounds like fun topics. Um, So yeah, happy to jump in wherever you want to jump in.
1: Perfect. Okay. So like I said, you are the expert when it comes to podcasting in all regards, I feel. When it comes to building your influence online, because this show is all about how do you build influence online? How can podcasting actually help you with that?
0: I think podcasting does it in two ways, two main ways, really and truly. And I like it. I use social media for everything else, obviously, like everyone else does to build their business. But podcasting is kind of a different monster from that because it gives you long-term, longer-term credibility, I would say. Like when you post posting on social media, typically it's gone out of the feed. And unless people go back and search for it, it's kind of hard to, to get in front of people and stay in front of people. So the podcast allows you to stay in front of people for a longer term. Like the the content's more evergreen essentially, right? Like I've gotten clients from stuff I produced a year ago. And like blogs, YouTube videos, and podcasts are kind of the only mediums you can do that. Like, it's hard to do that in in social media and in a different and different verticals. So, from a, from one perspective, it helps you build a a longer tail type of type of influence. That's the first way. So, long term content, evergreen stuff, you can produce it once, repurpose it a bunch, and then have it really work for you down the road. The second way is it gives you a platform to get instant celebrity, Be- like become an instant celebrity essentially. Because you can bring on, like if I brought on, like, you know, say like a guy like Todd, like who we, Dirk and we both know, and, or a guy like Steve, who I, we both know. If we bring those people on our podcast and then we do, we have an interview with them, it, it automatically elevates our credibility and more importantly, our trust. So when all of Steve's people see him and I talking or him and I, you know, on an interview, then they automatically trust me more than just some random dude. So it builds the, it, it gives you an ability to build influence because you're able to leverage your platform to connect with another another person. So it's almost like you're exchanging. It gives you something to exchange um, other people who have like a, a big following. You give them a platform. They give you their, some of their influence, um, at least with their audience, people that know them. So so for me, that, that's kind of the two biggest ways I see it really helping people, even if you're starting out small, like, I don't think I ever told you this, Jess, but I was 24 when I started my podcast and I got this guy who was um, like the, he was like the head professor of this department at Yale. Um, and I, he, he did a TED talk and everything. And I just like found his email <laughs> and I hit him up and I had like 12 followers or something <laughs> like, stupid. <laughs> and I hit him up and I was like, Hey, I have this podcast. I'd love for you to be an interview on it and talk about habit formation or whatever we talked about. And like I'm 24 years old, just got out of college, I have a bachelor's degree in hospitality management. And I connected with this guy who's a freaking Harvard or no a Yale professor who's got done a TED talk and runs like this whole huge division of their health department. It was nuts. Um so that's kind of like that's what you can do with podcasting um, when it comes to building your influence online if you do it strategically. I think that's the biggest thing people often miss.
1: Mm, yeah i feel I feel like it's such a good point because when you have i know for me, even with this interview series, which will become a podcast right <laughs> spoiler right. alert um it is like I have all these really influential people in my network, and so do you. that's how we even met, and no one really knows that <laughs> because yeah. how could they know that? like I'm not like I mean sure, I post Instagram stories when I'm with people but I'm not like sitting around being like my friend, Steve, my friend, Todd, my friend, whoever, you know, right, right, I'm right. like, I'm so when you can interview them and you actually have a platform for them to come on, I think that's exciting to them too. Like even, um, they like to give, they want to give to you, like especially yeah. if you're actually friends with them, like they want to support you and your audience. Um, and actually Gary V, would love to get your take on this too. Gary V said the other day, um, he was like, saying how he gets even more excited because now he's been on like every news network and every giant podcast and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He's like, I'm actually more excited to go on the podcasts that have like a hundred listeners or 12 listeners. Like, he's like, I don't even care. That's like what I want to do. What do you, do you find that's like a quality of people who hit it big or is that just a Gary V thing?
0: I think Gary V is probably the anomaly because he's made his money and he's got his money people like we're not going to beat around the bush here people go on big podcasts normally to get influence with the end result of selling something mm-hmm. whether it's service a product whatever let's just be honest you're either doing that or you're stroking your ego like <laughs> those are the only two reasons why you want to get on a big podcast and most people do Gary Vee's different kind of beast because he's made his money he's happy he's just a very Awesome, awesome dude. So I guess he's, in a sense, he's climbed the mountain. He's been on all the top stuff, so he's he's at the top. So he's like nowhere else to go, really. It's like what other podcasts has he not been on, or can he not go on that he, you know what I mean? There's nothing left for him to do. So, and he's also a guy who just loves his audience, uh, really genuinely, and like he can do that. You know, most people, if we're going to maximize our time with podcasts, we want to obviously get in front of the a big audience, but also a relevant audience. Like if I got on the biggest podcast about makeup, I wouldn't do me much. <laughs> it didn't do me that you could, right? Like, you know, uh, if I got on the biggest po- biggest podcast about podcasting or maybe about marketing, that would be a different story. So I think really with Gary V it's it's a bit of an anomaly, but uh most people, they're gonna want to look for relevant audiences and larger audiences. Um and the key to do that is relationships, which i e you build through your podcast that we just talked about.
1: Totally. Totally. Gary B is an anomaly. <laughs> <laughs> is. Um, and okay, speaking of get becoming a guest, like going and being a guest, right? Yeah. So like there is the version of a podcast where you have your podcast, or like for me, I have this interview series and your. I'm interviewing you, right? But if I want to get on your podcast, like that's another huge way to build influence. Like you were saying, like getting on some of the bigger podcasts or getting on the relevant podcasts, I would even say, because you're right. Like for me, I have a lot of people in my network who have, speaking of makeup, who are like beauty influencers, right? Like big vegan beauty influencers and things um, are some of my good friends. And what, it, like, you know, what could I do? Like, what am I going to go live with them? And their audience doesn't give a shit about social media.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Not
1: exactly. for business, you know? Yeah. So can you speak into guest podcasting and like getting on other people's shows and maybe some, like, just what your thoughts are around that?
0: Yeah, sure. Well, I'll give will some, some of my thoughts on it and also some like practical ways people can go, um, when it comes to getting podcasts. At the end of the day, I had a great interview with a guy named Daniel Geffen who um, we're doing some partnerships with to help people get on podcasts. Cause it's like, that's his wheelhouse. But some of the things I learned from Daniel is like the biggest thing it takes is to get on podcasts is relationships and positioning. So if you have the relationships, that's one part of the thing. Like, if you know, if I know Jess and like, we're cool, maybe I can get someone else on her podcast, maybe, but I have to position that to Jess, to you, Jess, like properly, like why this person would be worth your time in, in getting on your show so when it comes to podcast guesting there's a lot of benefits in it but if the only way you're going to make it work is if you position yourself correctly as a as a value add or valuable person for their audience to actually hear from so you have to understand that person's what that person's audience is what what they want what they're missing um <clears throat> what they've already heard a couple of key things there and then also build a relationship with that person so i i've done some trainings on this. And one of the things I did, I haven't even gotten clients like this. Like it took me a year, but they're big, big clients. So it was worth it. Um, but simple as as simple as you've talked about this too, it's like commenting on people's posts, showing up in their feed, buying their products, paying to be a member in their community. Um, like you just want to get in front of them. Like, I remember once I asked a friend for his, uh, this guy's really high profile guy's, um, address. He's like, I shouldn't be giving you this, but I trust you, Louis. So he gave it to me (laughs) and I sent this guy like a $200 gift because I want it to be in his network and I'm willing to pay for it. So, and you don't have to go as expensive as 200 bucks, but like there's a website called iheartpostcards.com. This is really something you you can do. That's really cool. You can go to iheartpostcards.com. You can make a, get a cool picture of them or you and like whatever you maybe or their logo and shoot them a a postcard for $1.50, anywhere in the US for $1.50. And you can do that to like all the top influencers, and now you're gonna show up in their world in a different way. You're not gonna show up like just some another like on social media or something else. Like everyone can do that, it's really easy. So, when it comes to podcast guesting, a lot of value in it. You need the positioning, you need the relationships. How you build relationships is through showing up in their world through different ways. Um, another friend of mine named Caleb, who runs um, BetterWealth. or BetterWealth.com, he, uh, <laughs> he made, there's like, I guess it's Etsy where you can go and get like custom socks. And he took someone's picture and then got them on the socks because the person's picture and he sent them to him. So like, if someone sends you a picture of your, of sock or sent you a thing of socks with your picture, you're not going to forget that person, right? Um, So that's how he stands out in people's worlds when he wants to connect with them. So little things like that. I mean, it's, it's um, online's important, but if you can get offline and send them cool stuff, like. That's how you can show up and get on people's podcasts and just get their network and just be able to do cool stuff with them. So,
1: I love that. That's a Shark Tank company. That sock.
0: Oh, it is. Yeah, I
1: was watching it the other day, and I was like, "This is hilarious that this is a thing." But yeah, (laughs) I mean, you can get these socks made. It's really funny, but that's cool how you said that. And I think it's it is important. I think people think that you know, of course, commenting on people's stuff is huge. Um, but also like true relationships is what builds influence, you know, yeah. and, and I like how, like if everyone, what you didn't say, but what you said that I want to unpack for everyone is Lewis didn't say, oh, I, I went in and I messaged them. Can you be on my podcast? I went in and I messaged them. Can I get this from you? Can I get, get, get Lewis was talking about all ways to give, 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 and even purchase before ever asking for a favor. Right
0: big time. That's
1: how I, that's how I got this. I mean, if you don't know the guests on this, this series, they're big guests. Like this is a great show because I've been showing up with these people for over two years, most of them. Um, and I've never asked them for anything like this before. Right. So they're, they're okay to, for me to call in the favor and it's fun for them too. They're like, at this point, they're excited to support and show up and add value.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Big time. That's, um, that's the name of the game. I think honestly, for a lot, if you, especially if you, if you're starting off, like we did where we didn't know anybody or have any connections, like I wasn't born into a family that knew all these people, you know what I mean? So it was more about like, well, how do you go about adding value? Kind of what you're doing here is like you're positioning, your, your position as the Instagram expert, like anything, Instagram stories, I know I come to you. Um, I'm positioned as a podcast guy. So another piece to this is like your positioning is like you've got to be known for something because if if you're not known for something, they won't know you for anything really and truly. So don't try to be a jack of all trades. Really like niche yourself down into one one space, and then you can kind of branch out from there. When it comes to just building a name, personally, I think.
1: Totally agree. Totally agree. And we both know that speaking of like kind of shiny objects and being a know-it-all, no one likes a know-it-all. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. don't have to be know-it-alls to make money. Um, we both know that social media and podcasting can be very shiny objecty things for people. Like yeah. sometimes people come to me and they're like, This has happened all week this week for me, where a lot of the calls that people are booking with me, they're like, I've never made money yet. And I want to join your program or I want to, you know, they're they're not there. Like they need a business coach. They need to focus on actually building their programs before they focus on their social media because podcasting and social media can both be very, very powerful as we both know. That's why we have our companies, but also they can be very shiny objecty when do you feel like it's actually the right time for people to start their podcast?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and there's so many angles you can do. I think it all comes down to what are your goals with the podcast? Because like my mom could start a podcast, but she's not trying to make money. She probably just wants to talk about her kids or her grandchildren, you know what I mean? So like I've, and I've seen a lot of people make podcasts for different reasons, but we'll, we'll focus it here on the person who has a business, maybe they're looking to start a business, uh, for a podcast, I really truly think you need to have an audience already and a name established and a product. So if you don't have something to sell that's proven already, and you don't already have some kind of like you're not already known for something, like I think you need those two things: a product and to be known for something before starting a podcast. Um, you know, I've I've, other, I've also seen other people where they start a podcast that's like more of an experimentation thing just to build their network, and that's okay too. But if you want to make money with it and you want to um, grow it. Like, let's just say like, you want to give it two years hard and you want to grow it relatively fast. I think you need to have those two things in place first, because if you don't, you're going to be, it's going to be hard to really bullet, like really like get niche down into an audience. So, so yeah, I think if it depends if someone, people, people want to make money, then they've got to have those three things, um, in place. And I I wrote an email about this recently which is like the three things you need to have a successful podcast number one you need to have a um you need to have traffic you need to have like people to get in front of right like you need to be able to get in front of people number two you need to have content that actually converts people and then number three you need to have an offer something that's going to deliver the results that people want in your space um so yeah that's kind of my take on it i've been thinking about that a lot too i'm interested that you asked you asked that question
1: well, we've had a real moment about that where I was like going to launch my podcast in June. But obviously with all this COVID stuff, I was like, I messaged you and I was like, I need you to give me real feedback. This is where I'm at. This is where my business is at. This is where my program is at. Is, is this going to be worth it for me right now? Or should I just push it back? And you were like, you should push it back. Like yeah. you And I appreciate that because I don't want to be like, Podcast is also a lot of freaking work. Like people don't realize what does it take to actually put on a summit like this or an online show? What does it actually take to produce a podcast? It's a lot of work. It's like a lot of work.
0: Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. And, And really the reason why most podcasts fail is because they have too many things going on. They literally have too much stuff going on. Like I've seen people where they try to go and I've tried to avoid this too. Big mistake people make is they'll try to do, YouTube and podcasting and social media every single day. And it's like, look, you got to pick a lane and uh, and go all in on it. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'll get some stuff to share with you and some ideas for you later on. I'm interested to hear your thoughts that are related to this topic, but we won't go off subject. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I know for me, like I decided with this show, of course, I want to build my email list and I want to, that's like a huge piece of building your business is like, building your email list, right? Building your social media, um, building your influence. But I knew that producing this show one time, which I'm going to actually do seasons two and three this year too. Okay. But but the thing is producing that, even as much work as it is, it's still less work than for me to launch a podcast right now. Yeah. And, and the result of that is better. Even though I'm actually treating it like a podcast, I'm not doing it the way that like the normal summit way that I was taught. Um, I'm innovating it, but at the same time, like, I think it's key for you guys to number one, like be open to innovation for sure. Um, but if you do want to launch a podcast, like if that's something like for me, Louis knows, I want to do it so bad. I love interviewing people. It's like one, it is the most shiny object thing that I look at like, (laughs) Oh my God, (laughs) podcast. Like I want to do it so bad. And so then for me, it's a signal of, what do I need to do to make that happen where I can have, where I can hire someone where I can hire mm-hmm. Lewis's team to actually put it out there for me? Like what, what is that number? What is that number? And right. between the end of the year and now, who do I get to show up as if this is really important to me to actually bring in enough where that number is feasible. So mm-hmm. if it is something you really freaking want to do, then go for it or put an actual strategic plan in place and, and go balls to the wall for it, you know? Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Too. Yeah. Two things I tell my students who are launching podcasts, because um, some of the people like we work with, like we work with them on a, like more of a course basis. So two things that are really important is number one, what's your 12 month outcome? Like, what is that outcome specifically? Is it 25 episodes? Is it, I want to interview these top 10 people in my space. Is it, I want to make hundred thousand dollars, whatever the heck it is you know, what's a 12 month goal, and then commit to doing 12 months. Because if you don't commit like 12 months, at least minimum, I don't think you know, most people won't see a, a return on on their on their podcast. to be honest. So first thing we get them to do is like 12 month goal. And then how are you actually different? Like there's a million podcasts out there now, like, how are you actually freaking different? And, you know, we can go into ways like how to like make your your content unique, but those are two huge questions you had to ask yourself at the onset when it comes to podcasting.
1: Yeah. Which you've helped me with a lot too. Cause I'm like always, you know, it, it's <laughs> there's a million people doing everything. Right. So it's yeah. like, what's, what's your hook and, and yeah. your hook continues to develop over time. Right. But it, those are really important questions to ask yourself and to know. And, and so we've done several launches together. We've done three podcast launches now together. Yeah. And, So, if someone is looking to launch or relaunch, because if you're someone who's listening to this and you're like, I did a podcast last year and I haven't done an episode in months, and holy shit, Lewis is right, I need to be doing this. um, What are a few mistakes people should avoid making when it comes to like the actual launch of their podcast?
0: Mm, I think so, mistakes when launching specifically or relaunching, um, I would say, are not number one is not like asking your audience like putting a survey out there what I call is it's called a, a VIP list because if you tell them a survey like they're like oh great another stupid survey but if you name it something different and give them a benefit at the end podcast VIP list like Jess would you rather be in my survey or would you rather be my VIP list
1: VIP <laughs> like all VIP. day right
0: like mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you some cool bonuses you're gonna get some cool stuff but I'm gonna have you take this Ask, I'm going to ask you a few questions so I can get to know what, what you want. And then I'm going to give you the, whatever I promise. So one of the things is not having, not really giving them a, the option or putting it out there and to your audience saying, Hey, do you want to be on my VIP list? My podcast VIP list. What that is, is a survey that asks them questions that gives you really good answers about what they're struggling with. What are their, what things do they have that keep them up at night? What do they want to hear? Um, Sometimes it's as simple as asking. I mean, this may not work for everybody, but like for probably like 85% of you, if you put that out to your audience, you will get some good data that you didn't think or expect to get back. Um, so that's the first thing. Like mistake number one is like not asking your audience with a VIP list. Um, number two is not having a really strong why. And that may sound really basic, but like I, I paused my podcast for this month because I decided I wanted to rebrand and I also wanted to repackage things. And my why coming out is like I don't want to interview as many people as I used to. Um, I just want to give them one really good tip, speak to my ideal avatar, and then give them a call to action. So my why and my positioning has shifted. So if you're gonna relaunch, so I'll talk to, to the people who have they have a podcast and now it's kind of just idle. Um, if you're gonna go back into it, go back into it with a strong why. And we can even tack on like a really a different angle to what's out there already. Cause maybe you launched and it's not as different as the other ones. (laughs) Like it's very similar to the other podcasts out there. Um, So two big, two big mistakes right there that I I would definitely avoid. Um, And then when it comes to just launching, I think a lot of people sometimes if their launch isn't good, like if they don't get a thousand listeners or something, they just scrap it or they don't, they don't really have the steam to carry forward which that, that's like a 1% of your podcast life. Like you just have a huge percent, huge, huge, um, you know, upside to this thing. And, uh, it just depends on if you're building momentum, if you're going to be strategic about putting out episodes. So I think those are kind of the three things it's like putting too much weight in the, in the launch, not having a VIP list, and then not knowing your why or positioning behind the podcast.
1: Perfect. And that it's a long game. That's another thing I'm hearing you say. And that's like a totally. common thread throughout this whole series is like business and anything worth having an influence in general. It just does. It's a long game. It takes time. It takes consistency and grit, you know? Totally.
0: Yeah. There's a long game to it. And there's also a short game, kind of what we talked about before, where there's like, you can build instant celebrity. Yes. You can get these people on and you can use that and leverage it on social media, but there's two, you have to play both sides, right? the long game and the short game. It's like, I know it's a long game to building an Instagram following. There's also a short game too, that you're, you're trying to win as well. So, um, cause I think people want to hear long game on only there. It's like, damn it, <laughs> oh. you know? So there is short term benefits, but you have to just play both of them.
1: So good. And I have one final question for you. Yep. And it's a Tim Ferriss question. I think you do. You, I think you also love Tim Ferriss. I love. Like I love Ferris. Tim
0: Ferriss. Reason why? Part of the reason why I moved to Austin, actually.
1: Really? <laughs> Just, is he in Austin?
0: He's in Austin. My buddy saw him on the like. We live right here on the late on the river, mm-hmm. um, on uh, Colorado River, and like he he jogs around here sometime. I haven't found him yet, but I will.
1: <laughs> um, two of my experts, Jennifer Hooty and Alex Moscow, who are dating, they uh, met him. They both spoke with him at a Burning Man wedding. <laughs>
0: that is cool.
1: I was like, it's, if you knew them, you would be like, that's such a them story. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's so funny. But I love his interview questions. I love Tribe of Mentors. My laptop's sitting on Tribe of Mentors. Um, cool. Cool. And one of the questions I have for you is, what, what book have you gifted most and why?
0: Mm, that's funny. So I think there's, I know. Um, there's one book and it's his book. It's called The 4-Hour Work Workweek. At, in 2016, I think I bought like 40 copies of it and I sent it to a whole bunch of people. So I've given that book away the most. If you haven't read it, you should really read it because it just shifts your perspective on what's capable, what are the quote unquote rules of your life that are running you. And um, I think it's the biggest thing I learned from it was like how to ask questions differently. Like I asked myself the question today, I was like, what would this look like if this was easy? Because I'm developing a strategy to really deploy more content, but it's across multiple platforms, but it's kind of it's not easy. So what would this look like if this was easy is one of the questions that I, he uses, but, um, that book is the one I've gifted the most, honestly.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. And also Lewis has a book too, that he gifts everyone. I give
0: that second most. Yeah. My book. Yeah.
1: That's a great (laughs) book. Everyone check it out. Well, thank you, Lewis. This was so fun. And I know you also have a way that people can join your VIP list.
0: Yes. Oh yeah, totally. So, um, my, if you want the, uh, I guess when this comes out to check out the book, um, you can go to hundred k the number hundred, the letter k and then podcastdownloads dot com K dot com There's my book, uh, if you like it, and also a ton of different resources that we've used to grow um, over five million downloads um, act actively as as of now. so all the tools and resources are included in the book when you check it out but um, yeah, and then I've got a free gift. The free gift, Jess. What we can do is give them if they want. They can, we can give them the um, the PDF version of that. So if you want that, check that out. And I'll have that. We'll have that linked somewhere, and I'll make sure Jess has it um, to share with everybody.
1: That is super generous. Thank you. And Lewis's book is one that I listened to while I read it because the oh, audio book cool. is also good, and that's just how my brain works. So, and when Lewis gifted this book, I, I recommended Lewis to one of our one of my client too, now is Lewis's client too. And Lewis sent him his, this book. And this is like an avid reader. Oh. And he was, like, he was like, he texted me and was like, you're right, Lewis is super smart. Like his book is one of the best I've read in a long time. I'm like, I know I'm right, but yes. So that's a good book. Definitely check it out. And um, thanks so much for, for tuning in guys. And thank you, Lewis. Definitely check out his Instagram and everything too. And give him a follow and let him know you came from us.
0: Always appreciate it. Thanks, Jess.
1: Okay, bye. How amazing is Lewis? Am I right? So, I'm going to leave a link for this below for you. It's called the 14 day rapid podcast launch workshop that Lewis runs. He is not paying me to do this. I just wanted to mention this to you guys because I actually paid $2,500 last year in full transparency to do a two-day workshop with Lewis and get some um, follow-up feedback. And I know that my clients have spent upwards of $6,000 to work with Lewis for a launch, and he's actually transformed what he's doing um, to help people on one workshop know how to launch their podcast in only 14 days without creating new content. And this workshop is fire. It's pretty much, I believe, the same one that I paid $2,500 $2,500 for, and it's just $47. So if you are interested in working with Lewis, you can find him on Facebook, um, at Lewis Ryan Diaz or on Instagram at Lewis Ryan Diaz. His company is podcast domination. And if you're interested at all in working with him, I'm going to leave his 14 day rapid launch podcast offer in the comments. Like I said, not sponsored, just purely. I love to share when I make a good investment, because I know that as a business owner, it's really hard to know what a good investment is. And if you're going to get an ROI and 47 bucks, it's like, I, I actually recently sent some friends to Lewis who did this podcast workshop, this $47 workshop. And one of them messaged me and said, I feel I robbed Lewis. (laughs) I feel I robbed him. That was so valuable. Um, what is his? What's something that's at least a hundred dollars on his Amazon wish list that I can send him? <laughs> or what's his favorite restaurant that I can send him a gift card to? She was just like, I feel like I need to give him something more because it was so good. So, I am going to leave that in the show notes for you. Please reach out to Lewis and. Um, Also, please follow me on Instagram. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And also, it really helps me when you screenshot that you're listening and you put it in your Instagram stories and you tag me. So please remember to do that as well. And I will see you next week for the Social Strategy Slayer.